Fashion Insider with your host, Nako. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of The Fashion Insider with me, Nakul. Lovely to have you back. Thank you for listening. Today we are going to be joined again by Indy Oxenberg. How lucky are we uh, to have somebody so cool on this show? And as I said before, you know, if we're going to have someone cool on, someone who's got such an interesting story, um... It's unfair to give you guys just one episode. It had to be two, and this is the second installment. Um, So yeah, as you guys will already know about India, India is a very talented individual, and she currently has her TV show on stars called Seduced, which is a must-see if you haven't already seen it. And she also has a book called Still Learning, which is available on Audible. And I think it's important that we go into the other side of India's story. On episode 14 you heard all about India's good life. You heard about her growing up in Malibu, living up in LA, the royal life, you know, the the things that come with being part of the royal family, the balls, etc. And yeah, overall you just heard about the good life, the good stuff. And like with all of our lives, we have good and bad. And today we're going to hear about some of the bad things that India has had to endure. Um, India's life changed completely. India's life turned upside down, as I mentioned towards the end of the last episode. And um, today you're going to hear more about that in depth from India. Uh, If you've seen the show Seduced, uh, you already have a good idea of what happened. Um, But if not, I recommend seeing that and also listening to this because it's very very interesting and it's eye-opening it it shows how what happened to india can happen to any of us you know we are all susceptible to it you know not for a moment should we think that oh it would never happen to us or we would never fall for such a thing we would we absolutely would these things are are not something that are obvious they are hidden in plain sight so what happened to india can happen to me you and anybody else no matter what we think no matter how confidently we think it will never happen it can happen trust me it can happen to anyone so um yeah it's, it's something that's worth paying great attention to so without further ado let's listen in on my conversation with india as she begins telling us what esp and nexium was esp was kind of like the consumer product that nexium the parent company sold and they had lots of little companies underneath them one of which was ESP, and that's Executive Success Programs. And that was their their kind of coaching program that I ended up taking when I was 19 years old with my mom. And that's really like kind of when my life changed dramatically because after that, I, I became just a student taking classes, and then I became a coach. And that's when they convinced me that the decision to be a coach full-time was like going back to university and getting a practical MBA, which, you know, looking back is a big load of BS. But at the time, I was really looking for a lot of structure and support in my life, and I thought that this was going to be the right direction for me. So I took it, 
And then cut to, you know, a couple years in of being a coach, five years specifically, um, I was approached by Alison Mack to be involved in the subgroup. And at the time, she pitched me this group as this only women's mentor group, that it was like the secret sorority where women would be coaching women, and it would be like really intense, and they would push you past your comfort zone. And and I was feeling, once again, very stuck and, and kind of lost in my life. And so when she told me that she knew of this group and she thought that it would really help me, I was very hungry for it. And so I agreed to join after some back and forth between us. Um, And that I go very deeply into this sort of recruitment process in in Seduced, actually. I think if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But it wasn't something that just happened overnight. Um, No. And that was some that was one of my goals for the series is for it to be an educational tool. Yeah. So that so that anyone who watched could identify the red flags for themselves and they could use my story as like a cautionary tale of how to avoid these types of predators and groups. Because once you know and you're able to see these people for who they are and the types of strategies that they use, it's like a superpower. You almost can, it's like transparency. And that's what I wanted to be able to convey very clearly in the series. And you definitely did that. And I think Seduced has to be an essential watch um, for anyone and everyone because it's the educational aspect because it's so easy for people to look in on the outside and say whatever they say. So, oh, I wouldn't fall for this. That's the worst one because the reality is we all would fall for this. You don't have to be at any level of intelligence for this. It can happen to all of us. In fact, a lot of us are trapped in so-called cults now without even being Mm -hmm. aware. I mean, certain religions are formed in a way which is very cultish, um, although you would mm-hmm. never call it that because it's it's got the umbrella of religion. Um, yeah. So they, they get away with that. And also we live in this society right now, which is where, where self-help is a billion dollar business. And mm-hmm. there's so many life coaches popping out left, right and center these days on, on Instagram, especially. Yeah, but, without certifications. Yeah, yeah. No certifications at all. Just, just titling themselves in the bio, whatever they want. It's so easy these days to be anything, which is scary. Um, and... The reality is, is that we could all fall for this, you know, and we're all, we all want to improve ourselves. And I think the kind of vibe I got from um, this institute, ESP, is that, is, is that, is that the right term yeah. to address it as? Yeah, 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 totally. The, the kind of vibe I got from that was initially it sort of projects itself as this sort of self-help camp, a bit like Tony Robbins in a way, um, yeah, that kind of that's vibe. True. That's the kind of vibe I got because I saw the adverts and, you know, anyone looking at that would think, oh, that actually looks fun. Like the camp looks fun. You know, again, similar to what Tony Robbins and many other very reputable people do. Um, yeah. So it's very easy to fall in, isn't it? And and you're absolutely right. I think one of the distinctions is something like a Tony Robbins would be considered more of an LGAT, which is a large group awareness course, rather than something like Nexium, which you could say is more of a like cult within a cult because not everybody was involved in DOS, but people were already being indoctrinated through the educational programs that they had. So by the time that someone would say something, by the time someone would say yes to something like a DOS, they had already been like programmed for it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very so structured... It's a little different, 
but it yeah. also has a lot of similarities. And see, that's the scary part, isn't it? It's, it's very, it's, it's something that people would just look at and be tempted by, wouldn't they? People on the outside, it's yeah. easy to get caught in, isn't it? Yeah, it's a seduction because whatever it is that you're vulnerable to, a lot of the time people who are manipulative are good at identifying those vulnerabilities uh, before you're even able to see them. So I like to say sometimes that like figuring out my own vulnerabilities has helped me be able to know where other people could manipulate me even in the future. Like I'm not, you know, perfect at all. I still make plenty of mistakes. And sometimes I need other people to point out areas where I'm a little bit blind to those weaknesses. And it doesn't make me weak in identifying them. It actually helps me in the long run. Well, I think we all make mistakes. I just think it's most of us live in the delusion that we don't and we don't identify them, which makes us feel as though we're invincible. So you're actually 10 steps yeah. ahead there by, by yeah. identifying that because most people wouldn't even go there. It's just much easier to say, well, it's not my fault or I'm fine. I'm invincible. I wouldn't fall. Yeah, or I, I would never mistakes. fall for this. That's like the easiest thing to say because that's that's true. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you are really, really good at protecting yourself, but there's something to be said about just being open to the areas where maybe you could be fooled it's not like you don't have to be in a cult to be coerced coercion exists elsewhere in society and sometimes it's in a toxic work environment or in a you know an unhealthy relationship so I think it's just good to know you just don't have to live afraid all the time yeah and how long were you in this this cult for uh, seven years. And during that period, was there ever, did you have any doubts, you know, about maybe <laughs> what this place was wrong or were you just sold on the idea wholly? Uh, both, if that, if you can believe that. I mean, there was a part of me that was so all in that thought that it was, you know, good to its core. And then there are plenty of times where I had doubts where I was like, is this really what I want to be doing with my life? Like, do I even like this? And I, I would think about leaving and I imagined myself having one foot in and one foot out, but there was so much pressure and guilt involved in just saying anything objection, you know, obje objectionable about the group or wanting to leave was looked down upon so much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so fascinating because it's not, it's not a one dimensional story at all. There's so many layers to no. it, which obviously the documentary goes into in depth. Um, when during that period in being a part of that what was the sort of craziest and different thing in comparison to real life like compared to real life what was what were some of the things that you had to do or were a part of the lifestyle in that that now you look back and think what the hell even was that <laughs> that's a good question I mean so many things for one I mean I haven't thought about this in a while but like one of the things that I missed a lot were birthdays because oftentimes uh, I'd be in courses or, or, you know, coaching a program and I would have to miss a family member's birthday or, or a friend's birthday. And, and like the fact that that was even a, a decision that I had to grapple with is so annoying to me now that that was such a big deal back then. And that many times my sisters had expressed to me after I had left, like how sad they were that I had missed those birthdays or that they wished that I could have been there. And so like, there's moments that 
I regret because of the decisions that I made while I was inside of the group, but it was just part of the culture. Like you said, it was like part of being in there was always choosing Nexium or ESP over other things. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's sad. Um, wasn't there even something about eating? Did, did you have to get permission for oh, eating yeah. or something? Oh yeah, but that was to do with DOS. That was different. That was um, not like an ESP in general thing, although a lot of people were on diets, but DOS had a, I mean, I was on a restricted diet of uh, under 500 calories. So like in an, a really, really little amount of food that I would have to ask permission to eat to Allison. But that was that was specific to DOS and to me. So that was, yeah, and I talked about that in the docu-series a lot too. Yeah, and again, that was something that I found very interesting in documentary mm-hmm. series because it's just insane. It's just it's just out of this world, isn't it? A These lot stories of because if you did not, if people ordinary people who aren't aware of these societies would not even find these things fathomable do you know what I mean like it just sounds so absurd so it just goes to show that how someone with such a rational intellectual mind can still be a victim of this and it it sort of highlights that if that's the case then anybody's you know susceptible well thank you for saying that that's one of the things I really wanted to try and communicate oh yeah definitely I mean it's it's more than that's why like I think I find it very fascinating, the whole concept of not just this, but in general, how these sort of camps work. Because I think there's a lot more. I mean, we're now we're now aware of this, you know, this this institution, ESP, Nexium. We're aware of yeah. that because, you know, because of your show and your book as well. But there's so many institutions that, that, that still exist underground. And oh, yeah, that's the scary tons. part. You know, there's thousands just in the US alone. Yeah. So crazy. that's a lot. I mean... I think there's a lot more of that than people think. I don't like to be terrifying people about like, you know, don't go out at night because the group is going to get you because I don't think that's true either. It's just keep one eye out, you know, keep keep an eye open yeah. and, and be aware of the people and the company that you keep. Yeah, definitely. Going back to this, the the ESP, when what, how, what was the first thing that sort of brought you to this? Because before that, I'm sure... You weren't aware of this. So how, how was it introduced to you? Uh, so basically what had brought me there initially was a trusted friend, uh, a friend of my mom and myself. And she told us that she had done this amazing program and that it was going to change our lives and that we would love it. And she kept telling us about it until we went to an intro presentation. And from that intro is where we signed up. Um, so really, we, it's not like we went looking for it. We, we were invited. Oh, so it can come in that way as well. The reason I think it's very important to bring it up is because I just want people that are listening to understand how these things are just innocently introduced. Like it's not, because when you mention just the word cult, and I kind of don't like using it sometimes because it gives people an instant impression and I hate that. But completely you, agree with you. Yeah, it sucks. Um, So when the word cult, it's like oh you know how do you get introduced to that people think well you must have been invited to some underground dungeon and the guy right, just whips you or something and just true. some crazy crap like that and it's not the case it happens in the most normal no. innocent environment and that's that's actually how it usually happens is through somebody who you trust or who you can identify as trusting so even um i work now with a couple of groups that have to do with human trafficking one specifically in Brazil, and oftentimes it's other kids recruiting other kids for human trafficking. And so, sadly, uh, trust is used a lot 
in in um, manipulation. Yeah, it's, it's so a, it's an age old tactic. Yeah, I know age old, but it's something that I've had to learn a lot about and um, be able to identify a lot better because I generally trust people right off of the right off the bat, and it's like you can't do that. You have to, you know, people have to earn it. Gosh, I hate that. That's that's one thing that I hate. Um, and looking back at my childhood, I was like, I was the same. I was a very trusting person, and I realized that it's such a bad trait to have, which is incredible to good say and that. Bad. But it, it's good and bad. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's not all it's not all doom and gloom. I guess. I mean, if you give the trust to the right people, then life's life's great. But yeah, yeah you have to be very selective, don't you? Um, which is something you, you find think- out later in life. So um, whilst you were in this institution um let's call it institution i prefer that term um your your mom was just a hero legend angel she fought so hard to get you out and initially it seems that you weren't so receptive so what was your initial perception of your mom when she was trying to help you out because people have probably been through this in some shape or the other where we look at our parents and think why are they interfering what was your what what was your initial just that why is yeah. she interfering? She must be totally crazy she doesn't know what she's talking about I'm perfectly fine I was very defensive um and so I think a lot of people can relate to that especially when a loved one is pointing something out that might not be good for you and how long was was your mom so when how long was your mom trying to help you before you actually got out because it seemed a while a while and I yeah. think for a good nine months, we didn't speak. So I'd say over a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and you weren't trusting in, of her initially? In, no, I wasn't. What did you think your mom was trying to do in, in the initial stages? Like how how had they influenced your mind so much where you thought well, they, my mom is not? That's, thank you for prefacing that because that's true. Because they put a lot of pressure on me to think that she was trying to hurt me, that she was trying to destroy my life, that... She was trying to destroy Nexium and ESP and that she just wanted to, you know, have attention on herself and all of these horrible things. They were telling me that she was a psychopath. It was a very difficult time for me. I mean, I'm just so happy now that we're on the other side of all of that. Yeah, I think in some ways it must also make your relationship much stronger now as well. Having oh, been yeah, through that. yes, absolutely. Totally what was different. the trigger? What flicked the switch then? So when did you go from thinking, my mom's not got my best interests in mind to actually my mom's right? Well, it took a lot. I mean, I think many moments of realizing what she knew was the truth and, and that she really wanted the best for me. And so I had to come to that realization over time. And now I just feel like a lot of gratitude, an enormous amount of gratitude for her yeah. and what yeah. she did. She was incredible, and I think uh, that 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 summarizes what mothers are. I think you know yeah, that they they fight for us even when we we shoo them off and tell them to go away, and we yeah. do all kinds of nasty things. Um, but yeah, moms are just incredible. They are. We're lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you made it out of this horrible period. Um, you were in there for many years. How mm. was that transition then? So you you know you, you're coming back to sort of let's say normal life um yeah how was that like where i am now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's a good vibe isn't okay it? well in a, uh, uh, let me see how i can summarize this i'd say that it's a really bumpy ride coming out of something like i came out of and 
I think many of the people that I've spoken to who have also experienced similar things and, you know, Nexium specifically could attest to that and that there's a lot to deal with and there's a lot of emotions to confront and questions to ask yourself and the people who you love. And you just kind of have to set up boundaries for yourself. And that's something that I've been working on personally and making sure that I have good people in my life and that I take care of my health and that I eat well and that I prioritize exercise and sleep. And, you know, instead of just being on robot mode like I was before for so many years, I actually try and just appreciate and experience my life. So there's a learning curve in that. And sometimes it's not so easy to just enjoy your life when you're not feeling comfortable inside. It's sometimes really hard to enjoy your life when you're feeling so uncomfortable or anxious. And so I had to work on a lot of my anxieties and um, figure out a good balance for myself and what works for me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're in a much better place now. Um, Me too. Where is the future then what 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 do you see for yourself what what are your goals what are your aspirations what can we expect Mm -hmm. from the india oxenberg (laughs) oh why thank you um well i'd love to continue to do more producing i really felt very just reinvigorated by that experience on seduced and i also would love to continue to write and potentially do more narration and voiceover work because I I narrated my book still learning and that was a blast and it really challenged my dyslexia but I actually think I did pretty well (laughs) so I can pat myself on the back for that one um and I you know in the next couple of years I'd love to start a family and I'm planning to get married soon so just lots of new beginnings that's awesome. I mean, you do have a soothing voice, by the way, so I can definitely see the narration. Thank you. You, you need to get on the car map. <laughs> you need to oh, do story maybe I should. Maybe you can do a plug for me through Spotify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, who knows, eh? I mean, we, we keep the door open. I mean, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot exactly. of potential. Um, Thank you. When you said that you want to produce, just curious, what kind of things are you looking to yeah. produce? Like, what, what sort of division are you looking at? More Genre? documentaries. So specifically, um, stories about women and more documentary series. So unusual uh, life stories, stories of survivors and justice. And so I'm looking for people who want to share their stories in that way. Yeah, I can totally see this, you know. I've, I've got Aww. a lot of ideas as well that I can, well, I'll, I'll have, have to relay them to you. You have privately. my email now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. please so. do. <laughs> but no, it definitely sounds cool. And um, the future looks good for you and the family and stuff. Thank it sounds. You. It sounds incredible. Um, India, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having royalty on. Um, no. I think they can, we can definitely add that to our bow now. It's not just models. It's uh, royalty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It was a blast. Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. What a story, you know. What a story. Something that I don't think anybody could have predicted if you'd known India earlier in her life, I mean, you know, that's just not the standard trajectory one's life goes through, especially with that kind of upbringing. You don't expect that to happen. And it just kind of highlights again that 
that nothing is predictable in life you know we all think that our life is going to go from a to b to c and etc um but um it rarely does <laughs> it rarely does and i think india's seen it all she's seen the ups and she's seen the downs and i think what insight you know i think we've been very lucky on the show to have had india on for these two episodes because she's given us great insight into obviously today was more about the bad and the negatives that she experienced but you also heard about the good stuff and her incredible life and again as i mentioned earlier she's never gone into such great depth about many aspects of her life that she has done so you know where that was very nice of india to be so open you know about everything so um yeah these two episodes have been fantastic i really enjoyed listening to her um and i, and I can assure you you know that the conversation we had it could have gone on for hours you know we we had to wrap it up but uh, yeah it was one of those where you can keep on going because india is that fascinating a person she's a great conversationalist as well uh, and i really enjoy speaking with her so um i hope you guys enjoyed listening to the the episodes as much as we had doing them and um yeah as i mentioned again at the start of the show and during my conversation with india you know we often think that falling victim to cults or ideologies is something that would never happen to us because we're so intelligent but you know i think the irony is is that i think the more intellectual you are the more open you are to ideologies and to you know exploring and expanding your 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 mental capacity you know you want to know more and sometimes by falling into that you might listen many times you will have that open mind and you will discover wonderful things that are going to enrich your life no doubt about that but there will be points where you will fall victim to a scheme because you are that open minded because you are that interested in expanding your your knowledge and your your mindset and you know exploring different avenues that's a, that can be a tricky slope sometimes so it's it's actually i i would say that the more open you are the, the more chance you have of being a victim to something like this because you know the people who are close-minded ignorant don't care about what anybody else believes in don't want to know about the world they just live in their own little bubble and you know they just stick to that yeah sure you will probably not fall for something like this but you also will probably leave lead a very bland existence you know and that's not a criticism that's just your choice in life and you know um i think like i said i mean the people i'm not saying that just because you have an open mind it doesn't mean you will fall victim to a cult or anything like that but i'm saying that that's when you have a chance of doing so but again you know these things can happen to anyone and cults come in many forms may i add you know cults aren't necessarily oh you must do some weird sacrificing or something you know that's the image we've got in our minds you know we have this image that cults are this very underground thing they're not they're very normal in appearance in appearance they are very very normal and you know i'm pretty sure somebody listening to to this is probably could be part of a semi cult or something like that you know you just don't know um there's many cults come in many forms uh, and i could mention a few um but you know i wouldn't i wouldn't do it because it's it's offensive at times you know because there's many people that believe in certain things that are very questionable let's say so yeah my point is is that i don't want anyone to to for a second to think that oh well i would never fall for what india fell for no you you absolutely would you know and if you're thinking india was you know not a bit, bit naive or whatever i mean we're all that naive in fairness you know we we can all be that naive and i and I, i would not call india naive anyway 
you know I wouldn't say she was naive at all I think she was just seeking new pastures and exploring and she just fell into the wrong hands and that can happen to any of us you know she could have easily fall into fall into a fantastic uh, group of people and her life could have gone in a completely different direction which is what happens to many people as well so yeah it's, it's very fascinating and I think it's very worth pondering over you know but I just hope that people have learned something from this episode where you've kind of thought about things uh, thought about your own decision making um, but yeah um, I think overall I think this is a, an episode where it's just about learning that we are all vulnerable on some level and I hope by listening to this you've maybe picked up some red flags um, maybe picked up some kind of knowledge um, and more importantly you've learned something because uh, that's always handy learn something new every day um, but yeah what a pleasure it was to have India on um, as I've said I think she's, she's a fantastic person and um, yeah I'm really happy she's doing well in her life now she's in a great place and we all love a happy ending so to wrap up i will just say check out india's tv show it's fantastic it's on stars it's called seduced check out india's book it's called still learning it's available on audible and until next time goodbye au revoir ciao